0: In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there is a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace to the people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told."
1: Well done. How many of you love hearing the Christmas story? And uh, you did such a good job. This—this this is my baby girl. This is my daughter. Didn't she do great? Good job. Thank you. Do you—do you want to stay and preach now, or? I'm okay. You're okay. All right. All right. Well, so thankful that you're here tonight with us at Life Center as we celebrate the story you just heard—the arrival of Jesus. A number of years ago, uh, there was a gentleman who made this statement about the significance of Christmas, that all of history hinges on a stable door in Bethlehem. Think that thought for a moment, that all of history has its hinge point in Bethlehem on the door on a stable. You see, why is it that literally millions of people around the globe will gather in a church much like this for a candlelight service? Why is it that we do this year after year after year? Some of you, this is an annual tradition. Others, maybe this is your first time in a church and a friend or a family member, they invited you to be a part. Why is it that people have this tradition? And why is it that this ancient story is still rewriting the stories of men and women, boys and girls, all these years later? I believe it's because there's this unrelenting yet subtle invitation we sense in our hearts and our souls. And what is that invitation? The invitation is this, come and see the king. In fact, my guess is over the last number of months, you've seen quite a few of these around. How many of you, you've seen some stars over the last month? Hopefully not from like getting knocked out, but you've seen some stars. How many of you in the last month or so, you've put one of these on a tree in your house? For some of you, you didn't put it up a month ago, you put it up shortly after Labor Day. I know you're here. We've got some some eager Christmas people. But what is it about the star? Why why is this symbol so significant? I think it has to do with drawing our attention and our hearts and our minds back to the moment that God spoke to some people. We, We often refer to them as the wise men or the magi. These men who by many in Israel at that time in this ancient story would have looked at these individuals as outsiders. You see, our heart is drawn back to this and is really designed to draw our hearts back to this because these wise men who lived in a distant land, they they not only saw a star, but they followed the star. And they not only followed the star, but they rejoiced because of the significance of what this star meant, Consider these words from Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 2, following shortly after the story you just heard my daughter Faith read. It says this in Matthew chapter 2, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born King of the Jews? Notice something important is being declared by these wise men who came on this journey that there was this child, he he wasn't appointed to be king, he was born king of the Jews. For we saw his star at its rising and we've come to worship him. King Herod heard these words, who was king at this time period, and and he felt a little bit threatened. He gathered together some scholars, and he gathered the wise men to try to find when did this star rise, what is the significance of this, and where is this supposed to take place? He finds out it's supposed to take place in a small village not too far from Jerusalem called Bethlehem says this as we continue the story in verse 9, that after hearing the king, they went on their way, and there it was, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, His mother, and falling to their knees, they worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These men saw a star, and they journeyed from a distant land to arrive at the place where they could come and see the one who was born king of the Jews. You notice in the scripture, when, when they saw the star above the house that day in Bethlehem, they rejoiced, they celebrated. But, but here's the thing we must remember. The star wasn't the thing. The star simply pointed them to the thing. This is significant. Why? Well, I remember when our children were small, about one year old, Around Christmas time, we would present them with a gift that we were excited to give them. And they would tear through the wrapping paper, and they would pick the wrapping paper up and walk away, not even opening the gift. And they would spend the next few hours playing with the wrapping paper. (laughs) How many of you parents, you've ever experienced this? You see, the challenge with that, the wrapping paper was not the thing. The wrapping paper simply pointed the attention to the significance of what the thing was, which was the gift. Think this thought. A little over 2,000 years ago, God directed the stars in the sky to invite outsiders in. They were invited on this journey to to come and to see the king, and that's exactly what they did. The, The point wasn't the star. The star simply was directing them on this journey to come and to see the king. This journey led them to do two important things. The first thing was to welcome the king. They go on this journey and they they welcome the arrival of this king. You see, to welcome somebody is to acknowledge their arrival, but also to extend hospitality and, and care for them. In this story that we just read there's there's a little bit of irony taking place because there were some people who should have welcomed the king. Why? Well, they had access to God's law, they were aware of the promises of God through the prophets, and yet these are the ones though they had all of the information, they did not welcome the king. But then there was another group of people. There were those who were distant both geographically and spiritually and in a great turn of events these were the ones who actually welcomed the king the wise men they they welcomed the king you see this is the good news of christmas and this is why we gather tonight this is why we celebrate this is why we rejoice no matter how far tonight you might feel like you are from god all it takes is a welcome all it takes is a welcome To simply acknowledge that he, yes, has arrived, but to to welcome him in, that is the significance. That is the gift of Christmas. See, so many people make this assumption about Christianity that it's somehow an effort to work your way to get to God, but Christmas declares something radically different, that God came to us. And the welcome tonight is simply responding to the fact that he he came to us and we get to welcome him in. So tonight, can I invite you to consider a a simple question? What would it look like for you to welcome Jesus? Not, Not simply adding a little bit more information about who Jesus was. Not even trying to figure out what, adding a few Sundays in the next year would look like for you. What does it look like to welcome Jesus as king? But notice, not only did these wise men welcome Jesus, they also worshipped the king. And here's what I'm convinced of. When we welcome the king for who he truly is, we can't help but worship him. When you understand who Jesus really is and what he came to do and the fact that he lived the life we couldn't live. He died the death. We all should have died, but here's good news and this is our hope. He rose again and he is alive. You see, worship is simply this. I know a lot of us when we hear the word worship, we instantly think about singing. But worship is so much bigger than just singing. Worship is simply ascribing worth to something or to someone you see all of us at the end of the day are are worshipers all of us we ascribe value or we give worth to something and yet in this story we see these men who take this incredible journey and they not only welcome the arrival of this king but they worship him as king See, their worship was seen in a number of different ways. They walk into this house in this small little village outside of Jerusalem called Bethlehem. And what do they do? They fall to their knees and worship in front of this baby. It's incredible. Not only do they do that, they, they give gifts. And this is after the, the committed journey that they take. Think about the time and the resources that were required in this time period to take a journey like that. But not only that, their worship is seen in their joy. I know that might surprise some of us that that joy is actually an act of worship, But, but don't miss this. Joy is worship when we understand the God who now is with us. You see, there's a joy available for you that's bigger than your circumstances, that's bigger than your situations no matter how bad or how good this last year was or how concerned or worried about or how hopeful you are about the year ahead of us understand there is a joy that will never leave you when you welcome the king it's worship you see no doubt these men they they continued to tell this story throughout their lifetime of the baby that they met And here's what's interesting about their story. They they went to see a baby, but they left with encountering the Savior of the world. And here's what I know. Some of us tonight, we we came for a Christmas Eve gathering, but here's the good news. Some of us were going to leave with Christ. You you may have come for a gathering, the, the lights, the songs, the sounds, the scenes, but here's good news. You can leave with Christ. See, don't miss this. The gathering isn't the thing. The gathering is designed to point us to the thing. The star wasn't the thing. The star simply pointed these men to the true thing, the king of the universe who was born to be savior of the world. And so can I ask you tonight, have you welcomed him? Because when you welcome him for who he truly is, you can't help but to worship him. So tonight in this moment, can I invite you to take a second just to reflect? So I'm gonna invite you across this room. Would you just bow your heads for a moment? Maybe you wanna close your eyes. Just, just to think, just to process. Because I ask you that question that I said a moment ago. What would it look like for you to welcome Jesus. Have you done that? Because understand, welcoming Jesus is not an invitation for you to try to fix everything so that God would be happy with you. Welcoming Jesus is simply responding and creating space in your heart, in your life, to recognize him for who he truly is. And allowing him to work in you and through you as you walk out relationship with him every day. You see, if you want this next year to look different than the year behind you, one of the ways you experience that is by receiving the transformation that Jesus provides. And we receive that transformation not by trying, but by trusting, by welcoming him to be king. So tonight across this room, if that's your desire, maybe you want a fresh start with God. Maybe you want to welcome Jesus for the first time. If that's your desire tonight, I believe with all my heart, this is the true gift of Christmas. And yet we got to unwrap it. We got to make it our own. Tonight, if that's your desire, would you do this? Would you just simply raise a hand? Just lift it for a moment. and Say, yeah, that's me, Tyler. Would you pray for me? Because I want a fresh start with God. I want to know that I'm forgiven. I want to know that today I can walk out of this place having relationship with God. Jesus yeah you can put those hands down here's what I'm going to do I'm going to invite all of us collectively to say a simple prayer just say these words say Jesus thank you for loving me thank you for your arrival I welcome you into my life forgive me of my sin make me a new creation help me to follow you every day of my life. It's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Can we celebrate those who are making that decision tonight? Tonight, I want us to worship the King as we light these candles. See, these candles are a reminder that light came into a dark world. Here's the good news, no amount of darkness can extinguish the light. And so, parents, you have some of these candles. Kids, you have some of these glow sticks. Parents, if your child does have a real candle, can I ask that you would keep an eye on them? Because in the 1970s, this building burned to the ground, and so let's not repeat that tonight. But I'm going to ask that the team would bring the lights all the way down. And before we light these candles, and kids, before you light those glow sticks, I want to encourage us to just sit in the darkness for a moment, because some of us, maybe we forgot what it's like to be in darkness. Some of us, we, we remember what it's like to be in darkness. Some of us, we know what that feeling of helplessness and hopelessness looks like. But here's some good news. Christmas is a reminder that light came to us. Remember, we are not the source of the light. Jesus is the light of the world. Light came to us. And here's the good news. When we welcome that light in, that light begins to work in us. But the story doesn't stop there. Because God works in us, not so that we can just keep the light to ourselves, but that light would begin to work through us and shine through us in the midst of a dark world. See, in a moment, what you're about to experience is the fact that just a little bit of light transforms the environment. See, all it takes is just a little bit of light and the darkness begins to melt away. And tonight, I'm not just gonna keep this light to myself, I'm gonna share this light with others so that they can then share it with others and they can begin to share it with others. And so I'm gonna invite a few of my pastors to come and I wanna share this light with them and they will begin to share this light with you. And this is a reminder of what our life in Jesus and with Jesus is supposed to look like. As the worship team begins to sing, let's share this light. i mm-hmm. invite you to stand to your feet carefully and would you lift those candles high as we sing this last verse I- In us has the power to change things around us. We're not the source of the light, He is. And yet, as we begin to share that light with those who are around us, friends, things begin to look different. The reality is, things in your family might feel a little dark right now, but can I tell you, allowing His light to shine changes things. Things might feel dark in our city or in Pierce County, but can I tell you, when we begin to let the light of Jesus shine, it changes things. Your school, your workplace, your neighborhood, your apartment complex, things can change when we allow the light of Jesus to shine. And so Jesus, as we hold these lights up, as we welcome you in, would you remind us that your light has come to us, your light is working in us, but your light, it is designed to shine through us. And so Lord, would you allow your light to shine brightly through our lives in the coming days and in the coming year. Lord, tonight we thank you that light has broken in to this dark world. The King has arrived. I pray that we would continue each day to create space in our hearts to welcome the King, but also to worship the King. We thank you for the significance of your arrival in this Christmas season. And Jesus, it's in your name that we pray. Amen, amen. Merry Christmas. Would you carefully extinguish those candles?